Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Driuso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice, and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What is up? What is up, my party people? I have been deep in the book writing world, and you know this you know that I've been deep in the book writing cave of my life. If you've been following me on, on the Instagrams at Danny Driuso, or if you've been in my group, Unleashed and Unfiltered on Facebook, you know that <laughs> this journey is one that is absolutely amazing for me. I'll be doing a whole separate podcast on this, so I'm not going to get too deep into it, but it's literally on the forefront of my brain. It feels so surreal right now. Things are dropping into place like whoa, like literally crazily just dropping into my lap. Amazing opportunities are coming because I'm actually doing the damn thing and making it happen. So I'm so freaking excited. But this podcast is coming a couple days later than I would have hoped to drop it. But needless to say, this podcast is going to rock your world. So really this whole idea of unleashing your voice has so much to do with creating unshakable confidence in who you are and allowing that energy of who you are to radiate through you, which pretty much means you stop being so secretive about how fabulous you are and you just own it and you embody it and you allow it to be something that takes up space in your environment around you or takes up space when you walk down the street. You allow yourself to be seen. You allow people to be like, hot damn, who dat bitch, right? Like you take up space, you take what's yours, you enter the rooms and you captivate people. You show up online and you captivate people because you're just so unfiltered and unleashed in who you are and it's fucking powerful. But you know what will screw you up every single time? If part of that, if that part of your personal self-expression is being hindered because you don't feel safe in your body. You don't feel safe to love yourself in your body. You don't feel safe to enter a room and be fully seen because maybe you have some insecurities that bubble up to the surface about your body. And so for me, one of my biggest, biggest personal growth games, I would say like growth game strong, y'all. But one of my personal um, things that I've been working through is body positivity. And this is so funny because I actually started as a body positivity coach. And I was taking on clients as a body positivity coach. And I preached self-love and stuff. And I was learning. I was learning to finally love myself. But I was also in a very destructive pattern with health. And it's so funny because this guest that we have today, when I was going from being um, a multi-level marketing person, person, partnered with a multi-level marketing company, and I was a health coach, into this whole realm of teaching and preaching body positivity, this next guest was my very first coach. So we go way back. She has seen me 
grow from, hey, please let me like sign my first couple clients so I can get the fuck out of my job. So she was my very first coach that I hired ever. And it's really funny because if you haven't heard this story already, I hired her when I only had like $300 to my name weekly. And it ended up when I paid her rate, it was like $280 Canadian um, that it, that I was paying weekly. So really... I only had not a lot of money for gas, for food, for all that stuff. And I put everything on the line and was like, this is what I want. I want to make this happen. Like, I can't take no for an answer. And she took me under her wing and, you know, the rest is history. And now look at me. Look at me now, mom. (laughs) Look at me now. (laughs) But it's really amazing what can happen. And especially it's just so funny that it's come full circle because I'm learning in a different layer of how to love myself. And so I really wanted to take Ludi on this podcast and talk a little bit more about positivity and body positivity, I should say. And the coolest thing about Ludi is she is the confidence and con... Oh my gosh. I don't know if I can say this, but ready for it, guys? Are you ready? Ludi, the confidence and couture connoisseur. There we go, guys. I should have done tongue twisters before I started this podcast. But she's a personal stylist, self-love, and confidence coach for plus-size women. And I fucking love that because I started my journey. We talk about it in the podcast, but I started my journey um, really working in a plus-size store. That was my first kind of idea into body positivity. It was I actually worked in a plus-size store when I was about 16, 17. And we talked about that on the podcast, too. So I just have such a strong love for talking about body positivity, especially with plus size. And we also talk about body positivity in general amongst all sizes. And we really talk about like body image, body confidence, how to style yourself to really embrace your inner goddess, your inner confidence, your inner flair and your essence. And I always say like, know who you are and then let that radiate outward through your own self-expression and what better way to express yourself than style. And I totally, totally love Ludi's approach, especially because like I've worked as a makeup artist. I've worked in plus size stores. I have worked with countless women all around the world and to help them take the inside of who they are and allow it to radiate through their own self-expression with style. So Of course, I had to get the expert of the experts up on the podcast today. So that's who we have. I can't wait to share this work with you. I can't wait to share this conversation with you. We were very unfiltered. um, And I just like, I'm so excited. So without further ado, here's super mom. You might hear some kiddos in the background because Ludi is definitely like a super mom. And um, she was being a super mom while we were recording this podcast too. And it, it was just amazing. So get excited. Here we go. Here is Ludi. don't know who you are let us know a little bit about what you do and what got you started and what brought you into the space where you are right now well hello and thank you for having me (laughs) 
my name is Ludi, which you know, but your listeners don't yet. Yeah. And I am what I call myself the confidence and couture connoisseur. So it's just a really fancy way of saying that I love to work with women on the outside and the inside. So working their mindset, their self-worth, their self-love, their body positivity, and then also working on the outside with a like a styling system, basically. So I'm a coach, I'm a stylist, I'm a mom. I'm, I'm a, a little bit of everything. <laughs> and for those of those people who are just listening now, Ludi was my very first coach. Like when I was a baby, I remember like dropping into your inbox. Like a lot of people have heard the story of when I only had like $300 a week to my name. And then I, I believe like your prices at the time were like 280 like what it like ended up being like, like Canadian to the U S and I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this and it must work because I still have to eat and pay my bills. <laughs> and then it works. <laughs> look at me now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so good. So what was your, um, I obviously know like, like a little bit of behind the scenes. It's really cool to like watch you kind of blossom and stuff. What made you come into the space where you're like, you know what? I want to, put body positivity and styling and like allow people to feel beautiful. Like what was your inspiration for that? It's going to sound totally vain, but me. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. No, I love it. I believe like the reason why I created my business was just so I have a platform to like be super selfish. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, for me, it was like, I had a really terrible time trying to accept my body after the kids. So I have a five and six year old (laughs) right next to me. (laughs) And after them, I, I gained a ton of weight and I was, it was really hard for me to accept it and like it and be okay with it. And I spent so many years hating myself. And as you know, you, because your listeners don't, I started off with Beachbody as like my entrepreneurism and I dropped a couple pounds, but it was just, it's not the same. Like I was really hating myself into a smaller body and it wasn't working. It was like, I'd lose 10 pounds and I'd gain them back. I'd lose 20 pounds and I'd gain them back. So just me being so negative towards my own body. And I'm like, I need to turn that upside down. I need to be more positive about myself. I need to be able to accept myself. So I kind of did that. I like took a whole summer off. I stopped eating healthy. Hey, you be quiet. (laughs) I stopped eating like quote unquote healthy and I didn't do any exercise. I went to the Dominican Republic and I was just like, I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to hang out. I'm just going to be myself. And I ended up coming back home like 10 pounds less. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) So I'm like, now that I finally let go of how much I cared about the number on the scale, it started going down. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, well, I need to share that (laughs) with other people. I'm like, yes, I definitely want to share that with other people for, especially like plus size women. We have a a harder time kind of just accepting what we look like. Society wants us to be like stick thin with a huge butt and huge boobs and tiny feet and long hair. And it's like, everyone wants us to look like this mainstream media, like Insta worthy person. And it's like, 
most of us don't look like that. Most of us have belly rolls. Most of us are chubby. And if not, they're on the opposite end of the spectrum. They're really skinny and they're tall and they're lanky. And it's like, it doesn't matter what you look like. It should be like, you should be able to love yourself just as you are, accept yourself. And if you can't accept yourself, do something about it. (laughs) And do it from a place where it's like loving yourself into like what you want versus like, hating yourself into a certain size. Cause I did the same thing. Like even I started with Beachbody and like, you know, a little bit about my story and like, I dropped a significant amount of weight and then I felt like awesome. But I also got really triggered because all I wanted growing up, like, I don't know if you can relate, but like all I wanted growing up was to come back from the summer after like being gone and people being like, wow, Danielle, look at you. Right. Like I was like, Oh, one day that's going to be me. And I'm going to drop so much weight. And someone's going to be like, holy shit, like, look at you go, like, look at you be like fabulous. And I remember it happening to me when I like lost a significant amount of weight and I came back to school and this is like in university and like one of my last years and everyone was like, whoa, Danielle, you're so pretty. And I was like, what was I before? <laughs> like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like I always wanted that moment, but then that kind of like shocked me into realizing like, oh, you know what? Like, that's not what I'm searching for. What I'm searching for isn't that like validating whatever my actual insecurities are. It's like this idea of being unconditional with myself so that I can feel unconditionally loved in my body. Yes. Oh yeah. I I definitely remember those every high school summer. I'm like, I need to drop 20 pounds. And I'll tell you, like, I can show you a picture of when I was like 15. It was literally a size zero in jeans. And I'm like, I'm so fat. And it's just like, it's, it, that is what happens. Like we, like, like I said, we grow up with this, this image of like, what's in what you should look like. And when I was in high school, it was all about low rise jeans and the flat tummies. And it's just like, not everybody looks like that. And then we just, we want to force ourselves into like this little box. So it's kind of like, like that circle trying to get into like a, the circle peg, trying to get into like the, the square box. It's like that everybody just fits that box. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like even when it comes to this style now, it's so funny how even little things about our bodies. Like I remember when I tweezed like all my eyebrows off, and like now eyebrows are on. Like eyebrows, like big eyebrows are so in right now. And now I'm like, thank God I am a hairy, hairy Italian woman. But then it was like back then it was all about yeah, like you can't have curves or you can't have any like you have to be like stick thin and like have no curves. And I remember that's like why I went on Daddy Craig when I was like 11 or 12 because I was like, oh, I can't have a butt. I can't have a butt. Well, I'm Italian. I have a huge bubble butt. Um, and it's, and now it's so funny because now that's in, and I see people who are in my space who actually have that like really small figure feel the opposite way where they're like, Oh my God, I have no curves. Like now I'm not good enough. And then you have the plus size women who are like, Oh, Hey, I've always been curvy, but I'm not curvy enough for society. Mm -hmm. And it's like trying to, one of the quotes, um, I don't know if you follow, uh, what's her name? Jamila Jamil. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I love her. I love the good place. Anyways. So she was <laughs> talking too. about the other way she, or the other day she posted something where she's like, isn't it funny how, um, like you talk about body positivity and all that stuff. And if you're like naturally skinny, they'll try to silence you too. Like she said something about how she like loves <laughs> being an advocate for plus size women, but she's like, mm-hmm. but just because I have like a larger chest, but a, like a smaller 
waste or whatever, they're trying to tell me that I'm not allowed to be an advocate. And isn't that a great way to silence everyone? Is what Mm -hmm. she said. And I was like, oh, truth bombs, truth bombs. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, that's why for like, I do tend to specialize in plus size women just because it's, it's what I know, you know, it's close um, to your heart. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I've, I've been every size under the rainbow. I was small oh, and yeah. stick thin and then I was curvy, but still thin, you know, like slim thick. And then I was thick and then I was fat. And I'm like, so I've been everywhere, like under the complete rainbow on the, the, the spectrum of body fat and, I literally have never been happier than when I like right now because I always hated myself and just like the trends and clothing it's like the trends and what your body should look like completely changes like back in the like what 60s 50s it's like it was that flapper bs where everybody was like just like stick thin, no boobs, no button, nothing. And then the model started being anorexic looking. And then all of a sudden it's like all about the boobs. Everyone needs like these huge Pamela Anderson boobs. And then when Mm. those came out, it's like, now it's the butt. Everyone needs a butt. So it's just like, we're getting so many messages from society telling us like, this is how you should be. Oh no, wait, this is how you should be. Oh no, wait, this is how you should be. And it's like, when you're not any of those, you're like, what the fuck am I then? Like, (laughs) like you said, when someone said you were pretty and it's like, was I not fucking prettier before? Like, what is yeah. your deal? <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. And it's so funny because it's such a like smart marketing thing on their end too. And this is why these are like billion dollar diet companies because they're like, Oh, guess what? The trend just changed. So how are we going to like sell something to you for this new trend? How are we going to sell something to you for this new trend? And I think it's so cool yeah. that you're talking about, um, like really loving yourself, not only inside and out and doing the mindset work and doing like the self-love work and doing all that stuff, but also the whole dress and feel really fucking good in your body. Because for me, I don't know if you knew this, but I worked at, um, additional, which is like a plus size store. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. I got a story for you. Uh, I worked <laughs> when I was 17, I needed a job and, um, I was always like, didn't really fit into any clothes anywhere because like I had a butt. And I had like a tiny waist and a huge bum and like a huge chest, but like a super tiny waist and like really like small shoulders and stuff. So I was like Kim K up in grade like eight, nine, 10, all that stuff. And, um, I needed a job when I was 17 and I walked all around the mall. I like had all these resumes and I walked into a plus size store and I was like, ah, like uh, whatever. I'll just like hand it in. And of course the universe works in like really mysterious ways. (laughs) So I go ahead in my resume. I end up getting hired and I worked for that company for so long. Like I want to say from the time I was 17 to the time I was like 22 before I started as a makeup artist, I worked for like that plus size company. And I remember um, being told by some people like, I'm so happy that like you work for this company because I feel like I have a similar body type for you as you. And like, it just makes me feel so safe in my own body that you're dressing, you're wearing these clothes and you look great. And I like want to do that too. But then I also got the other side of the spectrum where women would come out of dressing rooms and like, look at me and be like, you wouldn't know you're not my size. And so it's like, okay, cool. So I'm too fat to be (laughs) normal, but then I'm also too tiny to be plus size. So guess what? (laughs) Like I don't belong anywhere. And it was like that feeling of like not being enough. But I remember one time, like when I was like 19, 20, I decided to write 
on all the mirrors, affirmations. Like I was like, oh, like, you know what? Like, I'm so sick of people crying in change rooms. I'm so sick of people feeling like they're not good enough. I'm so sick of people like just like having meltdowns over because they have to go up a size. I'm like, it doesn't matter. So I like went in to all the change rooms. Isn't this so funny knowing who I am now that like when I was 19, I was like, I'm just going to do this too bad. (laughs) So I took dry erase and I wrote on all the mirrors and I was like, you are beautiful. And like, I am worthy. And like, I'm amazing. And look at my body. And I'm like, I'm voluptuous and sexy and like all this stuff. And so I wrote all these mirrors and I got amazing feedback from the clients. Everyone freaking loved it. They were like, this is so good. Like people were like crying, being like, oh my God, I read that. And that's everything that I needed. And then head office came in when I wasn't in one day. And the next day I come in and my boss looks at me and she's like, oh my God, Danielle, I'm so sorry. And I was like, why? And she's like, head office made us remove everything. Ooh. Because it was like, oh, then if they, if they, if they feel worthy enough, then they won't buy our athletic wear because we have to like manipulate them into buying our athletic wear. If they don't feel worthy, they won't buy our swimsuits because, and it's like, oh my God, it was so backwards. Now you go into Torrid and Additional and all these places and there's affirmations all over the mirror. But I'm like, when I started there, it was like, <laughs> how do you do that? Yeah, I was like, hey, I'm copyrighted. Did y'all do so? No, but I remember being so pissed that like, there was this space. And this is why I wanted to have this conversation because I feel like this isn't something that I talked about or have talked about my podcast before in a really candid way. It's like, how do you learn to love yourself when you've been told your entire life that your body, something that you're physically like given in this world isn't good enough? Yeah. Mm. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. It's like, it's so much. It's so much. And I don't know. It's like, we... We're just, we are put on this earth looking one way. And I know people say like all this nonsense about health. And it's like, I feel like we are predispositioned to look a certain way. And it's like, if you look at all the women in my family, they were all plus sized. It's like, I can't expect to grow up, have kids and look like Jennifer Lopez Mm -hmm. (laughs) or anything like that. Like barring all of the stuff that she does, like having private um, cooks and personal assistants and all that nonsense. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we just get like, especially with like celebrities, this is totally not even what we were talking about, but just like with celebrities who, who gain some weight or have some kids, it's always such a big deal. It's like, how are you going to get that? going to get back down to baby weight. How are you going to lose that weight? How are you going to do this? Oh my God. Did you see Tyra? She has dimples on her legs. And it's like, they just want us to look like this Photoshop version of ourselves. And it's bullshit. It's like, nobody looks like that. I know women who weigh like a hundred pounds who still have a role when they sit down. It's like, there's so much, there's so much going on in the whole like body positive world. And it's funny that you mentioned feeling like you're too thin to be plus size and then you're too big to be like thin. So it's like, that's like what I call an in-betweener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have a lot of friends like that too, where they're super tall, and, but they're plus size and it doesn't look that way because yeah. they're stretched out basically. Yeah. <laughs> people who are just in between like you, they have a big chest, they have a big butt and it's there. They don't know where they stand. And at the same time, it's like, it's a double edged sword because not only do you feel like you don't belong, but on the other end of the spectrum, people are looking at you as 
the acceptable term of plus size. It's like, there's so many pieces to that where some people are like, this is what a plus size woman should look like. Kirby, not fat. And then one person's like, but I'm not fat or I'm, and I'm not skinny. I don't know which one I am. (laughs) And then you have the bigger women who are like, like you said, like you, how would you know anything about who I am and what I, what I've been through because you don't understand. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because even myself, and you can see me right now, I, I'm a chubby woman. And I went into a plus size store and there was a woman significantly larger than me who was working there. And I was looking for um, some really nice pants, um, some high-waisted pants for my, for my photo shoot that you can see on my personal page. Oh, that photo shoot is so good, by the way. Everyone needs to go look at it. Uh, those pictures are like, oh my God. So I had a lot of fun with that. It was freezing outside. Um, but I went into that store and I'm like, I need a pair of black high-waisted pants. Like she, she knew I came in there knowing what I wanted. I'm like high-waisted black pants. I want the bottoms to be big. I want it to be this. I want it to be that. And she's like, oh, here. And she shows me where those kind of pants are. And I know my size. I'm a size 18. Mm. <laughs> and because I have, a, uh, I have a belly and big hips, but I have no butt. So it's like random. <laughs> but I'm like, I know I'm a size 18. So she's like, you should take a 16. And I'm like, but I'm an 18. She's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> with like attitude. And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> so I took both of them and I ended up feeling more comfortable in the 16 because the 18s were a little bit looser and I wanted a certain vibe. Yeah. But it's like 18 was my size. <laughs> so it's like yeah. everywhere. You're just wrong to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yourself. And like being told your own bot, that was probably like, um, I get that way too. Like if someone tells me something about my body, I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know my body, right? And it's because we're getting so... And I feel like we get defensive about it because we're being told by so many different medias like what we're supposed to look like. And then when you go up and you have a human connection with someone and they tell you something about you and it's like, once more, I'm being told what is acceptable about my body. Like, oh, it's not acceptable for me to try on this one size. It's not acceptable for me to try on this. Like, she was probably like, oh, like, I think that's what you are. And like, for us, it feels like, okay, so what? Like, now you think you can just judge me based on what I look like, right? And it's totally, and for me, I get so defensive too when, um, just like when it comes to things like that, because it's like that inner woundedness. Like, I remember I went to a retreat last January and I wore leggings the entire time and I wore like t-shirts and they were like, all my clothes are like tight and like kind of loose. And I felt good. Like I felt really good in my body. But I remember it was right after I gained like a bunch of weight and I like wasn't a hundred percent in my body. I didn't feel hundred percent good. And the last day of the retreat, when we were saying bye to everyone, everyone's like, oh my God, I love you so much. You're so awesome. Like, I love you so much. You're so awesome. And I had people whispering into my ear and be like, I've been staring at your ass for the past three days and it's amazing. Or like... <laughs> Or like, they're like, holy shit, your body. And I was like, oh my God, why did you guys tell me this three days ago? Like, thank you. But it was the best thing ever because I was like, what? That's how you see me this whole time? I'm looking around at this room 
with all these people who are like different, like totally different sizes, like on every spectrum. And Mm -hmm. I still felt so insecure in my body. And then to like leave and have people be like, holy shit, I've been staring at you for the past three days. I'm like, why didn't you say anything? Like, thank you so much. (laughs) But like, come on. But it's just that feeling like not feeling, yeah, acceptable in like any kind of situation, especially when you have those wounds of like being plus size or like having a more voluptuous body and being told for your entire life that that's not okay. So what do you take people through? Like when people are like, yes, you know what? I have all these body issues. Like maybe they're like, I've spent my whole life. I'm like, just going to guess what your ideal client probably is right now. (laughs) So you correct me, but they're like, probably like, oh, I've yo-yo dieted my whole life. And I feel like crap inside my body. And like, maybe I had kids and I didn't bounce back. Like everyone wanted me to. And now I feel like I can't dress for this image that I truly desire, truly want to be like, Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like I'm there yet. Yeah. What, Pretty what would you tell them? Nice. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I feel like, I feel like I know, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so definitely the first thing I always want to work with people is their mindset. So like some people come to me and they're like, I just want to be styled. And I'm like, well, that's not what I do. It's like, I do style you, but I want to work inside out first because I say this all the time. I'm like, I can dress you up. I can make you feel great. I can make you feel beautiful. And then when you take off those clothes, and you look in the mirror, are you going to love yourself? Are you still going to think that you look amazing? Or are you going to pick apart everything, every single piece of your body? Oh, I have a roll here. I have a dimple here. So it's like, I want to re-engineer all of that and work through the inside first. It's like, I want to be able to get down to what, like what happened? Why do they feel about themselves this way? What was their experience? How deep is it? How long ago did it happen? How can we shift that? Like that feeling of unworthiness and not being good enough and people telling you that you look this way, you look that way, you're wrong, your body shouldn't be that way. It's like that has to be all reverse engineered and like worked on before you can even dress yourself. Just because I feel like every woman has like their inner, and I call it the inner goddess, but it's like every woman has their inner goddess. They have this woman that they're like, this is me and this is how I should be and this is how I should dress and this is this and that and this. So one of my first steps is to get that out of them. I'm like, what does your inner goddess look like? What does she feel like? What does she sound like? What is she doing? Like, how is she dressing? Where does she work? Where does she hang out? So it's like all of those little tiny pieces coming into like the culminating into who you truly are on the inside, but it's just not showing on the outside yet. So I'm like, that is the woman we are cultivating. We are cultivating her mindset to be a lot more positive. And that way you're feeling better about your body the clothes are just automatically going to look better. Like, because you're feeling okay. Like you're feeling like you can do it and you feel good about yourself and you feel good about your body. And sometimes I get women who don't feel good about their bodies and they want to like lose 10 pounds or lose 15 pounds or do exercise. I'm like, that's fine. Like you, you should be happy and comfortable wherever you feel happy and comfortable. Like there's no one on this earth that should tell you, you need to lose weight. If you don't want to, not even my doctor, my doctor's, he's an old doctor. He was such an ass. And I'm like, I had gained a lot of weight after having my kids. I'm like, I need to lose weight. What do you recommend? And he goes, this is totally off like tandem, but he goes, you should stop eating rice. And I'm like, I hate you so much. I don't eat rice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, there literally should not be any person on this earth that tells you that you are wrong when you feel comfortable. And I use that a lot within my personal styling too, because there are so many 
freaking rules about style. If you're big, you shouldn't wear this. You shouldn't wear that. You couldn't look like this. Don't wear stripes. Don't get a peplum dress. Don't do that. And it's like, what if, I, what if I feel good in stripes? I love stripes. Stripes make me look like I have a really small waist. Like that's opposite. So it's like, I want to make sure that I'm helping them not only cultivate the inside and the mindset and how they feel about themselves and increase their self-worth and their self-love, but we're also getting them to a point where in their style, they feel good. They feel confident because I can throw out all of these stupid rules at you. And if you don't feel comfortable in the kind of clothing that the rules say that you should dress with. It's like, what's the point? We'd completely miss the mark if we do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I remember watching when I was younger, you'll probably, you probably like re- relate to this or whatever, just on the topic of like, Oh, what should you wear? I remember obsessing over what not to wear and obsessing <laughs> over it because I was like, okay, how can I dress in a way that gives the illusion that my body is different <laughs> right, or whatever. And it's like, so funny now because I even catch these things that come up too. And like, that's why mindset work is so important where I'll feel really like hyper aware maybe one week of like my butt. And I'm like hyper aware of like how my butt's showing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so like old programming that's coming back up from this point in my life or whatever that told me that, oh, my butt's too big. And so mm-hmm. now randomly, because I've had a bad week or whatever, I'm obsessed with my butt. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it makes sense, but it just comes from those like old paradigms. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, a lot of the, when I speak with clients and I try to figure out like what's going on, I always compare it to like an onion. I'm like, there's so many layers to you. And that core is like this one core experience that completely like fucked your brain, literally. So it's like, or if it's not one, it's like a lot of small experiences. So I I always want to get down to like, what was the experience that told you the first ever time that you told you that you're wrong, your body looks wrong, you can't look like that, you're fat. And it's usually like, most of the women I work with are in their 20s, 30s. And it's like, you've been carrying this experience with you for freaking decades that you are not good enough, that you're not this enough. Your boobs aren't big enough. Your butt's not big enough. You're fat. You're ugly. You're this and that. And they hold on to it. And what that does is, first of all, you feel shitty about yourself. And then your shitty self feels like thinks shitty thoughts and your shitty thoughts create your shitty reality. So you're just feeling like a whole big ball of shit. And it's like, that's, <laughs> that sucks. Like what kind of life is that? Why, like, why would you ever want to live that way? Just like completely down on yourself for the rest of your life. So it's like, definitely always want to get down to that like core experience. And it's, it's always something really small, which is the interesting part is that it's like, and you remember it, you always remember it like clearly. And I, I remember this one time, um, and I talk about this often, so you might hear it again, but <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> This one time I was at, I don't know if you guys have a Home Depot over there, but we, I was at Home Depot with my Me dad. Too. Yes. Oh my God. My grandma works at Home Depot. Shout out grandma. Shout out. Was Depot. it Home Depot? It was either Home Depot or Lowe's. It was one of those yeah, stores. Of, okay. yeah. I used to love hanging out with my dad after school. He'd pick me up and we'd just hang out. And he just so happened to have to go to the, like, the hardware store. And he was looking for like knobs and stuff. And I'm just like, whatever. And then we got to the line to pay. And they always have candy there because they want to. They want you to waste your money. Yep. And it was like, 
I went to grab one and I was like, can I have a candy or Reese's or something? I don't know what it was. And he's like, you don't need that. And I'm like, oh, my 14 year old self is wounded. (laughs) And I'm like, what do you mean? I don't need that. Are you calling me fat? Like, this is your inner dialogue. Like, oh, what? (laughs) So it's Mm -hmm. like, even though a lot of times the experiences were small or someone was well-meaning but didn't say something the right way. Those, those are the kinds of, of inner, like those experiences turn into that inner dialogue, like your own inner dialogue. It's like, oh, I don't need that Reese's. What the fuck does that mean? It's like, that means I'm fat. That means I need to get on a diet. That means I need to eat better. And it's like this 14-year-old self And then just like messing up my entire mindset until what? I had my second kid at 23. So from basically my teens where I sprouted boobs over the summer in the seventh grade to after I had my last kid, it was like probably more than a decade of hating myself, of hating what I look like, of telling myself, looking in the mirror, you're disgusting. You're so ugly. You're fat. This is nasty. Look at your fupa. Look at your arms. How did you let yourself get this way? And it's just all of those nasty thoughts that just completely, like, they turn into this cycle of, like, nastiness where it's like, I think that I'm gross and fat and ugly and undesirable, so I am going to basically create that in my reality. It's like, I'm always going to find experiences that agree or make me feel like, yes, this is true. If I feel that way, <laughs> and oh I know my that's true, but totally. <laughs> yeah, but even if it's like I always say, like people can like woo woo it up, right? And like we obviously like we follow a lot of attraction. A lot of people who listen to me do, so you can like woo it, woo it in your head is what I call it. But also, <laughs> it's the fact of like every time you're going to associate your identity with that thing, right? So it's like if a boy doesn't like you, you're going to be like, oh, it's because I'm fat. Or, mm-hmm. or it's because, oh, it's because I have a butt or it's because I'm too skinny or it's because, oh, I'm a skeleton or whatever, right? Like whatever thing that you feel you are always going to draw back to that. And I can even think about so many experiences like dating where I'm like, oh no, this guy was just an ass. Like we were so incompatible, but I'm like, oh, it didn't work out because of my body or it didn't work out because of my weight. And when I look back at it, especially because I'm writing a chapter and it's called um, in, in my book that... I'm going to be like finishing pretty soon here, but it's called beards, check, tattoos, check, emotionally unavailable, check, check, check. And so it's like, yeah, and it's like, come laugh at my love life. But actually like all these experiences I'm going back to and I'm like writing them because they're just funny now looking back at it. But I'm like, oh my God, I remember thinking this circumstance, this situation had something to do with my body. I remember thinking that this situation, this circumstance had something to do with my voice or because I was loud or because I talked too much. And it was all had nothing to do with that. And it had everything to do with our incompatibility. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Like no one can see this right now, but they can just hear it. But it's so funny because (laughs) Looney just got handed a bunch of bananas. (laughs) I'm like, oh God. <laughs> so many. Here you go. Open this, please. That's so funny. Yeah. So oh, he actually opened one. I'm going to have to like eat that now. What the hell? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely relate all of our experiences back to 
the way we feel about ourselves. And it's like, if I already have the negative outlook on myself, on my body, on who I am, on how I speak, on how I move, on how I dress, it's like, I'm always, I'm always going to find those experiences. Just like the woo people are like, I, I am in love and I love rainbows and like freaking all these unicorn poops and I love money and it just rains down on me. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's bullshit that way, but (laughs) you know that they're just in this mindset. That's like, they're open to positive experiences. But if you, if all you're saying to yourself the entire life that you are ugly, fat, anything else, it's like negative. That's what you're going to perceive your entire life as. And it's like, I always ask myself, like, why would I want to live my life in a negative manner or living for other people? Because other people always have something to say. Like they say opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. And it's like, yeah, it's like you're living your life for other people's opinions. It's like, why would I care? And I do this often in the summer. I'm like, all out like skanky and I'm like little tiny shorts and tight shirts. And I go outside and I play with my kids. It's like, how much is it really going to affect me if my next door neighbor thinks that I'm fat? <laughs> it was like, mm-hmm. okay, thank you. I'm going to go back to being myself in this um, corner over here. Like it doesn't really matter. And I think that's one of the biggest things with a lot of people is they're, they're so afraid of what other people are going to think. And it's like, if you only knew, like everyone is so deep in their own bullshit that they don't have time to look at you at all. It's like, you might be on one end thinking like, I'm so gross. Everyone who's passing by me is looking at my belly. And then the person who's passing by you is probably like, did I leave the stove on today? (laughs) Or like, thinking about their own insecurities and all of that. And it's just, people just seem to think for some reason that everybody is just judging them. And it's like, yeah. (laughs) And a lot of the times, like when people say things about other people, and I've been really like seeing this in my own family is like, whoa, because like gossip, gossip, Italian gossip, 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 (laughs) right? So I'm like thinking of like everything that I hear when, when people say it, I'm like, oh, like it's not that, that you're actually judging that person about their, what they look like. It's not because you actually think that certain way about that one person. It's because you have you feel like you have nothing to talk about or you feel like you have nothing to bring up. So you're mm-hmm. going to like look at something and make a, like a remark about it. It's like being like, ah, oh, the sun's nice out today, right? Or like whatever. It's like you have nothing to talk about. So why like why is that going through your head? It's almost like I feel like I need attention right now. So I'm going to pull something out of my butt in order to say something. So it's not like they're actually judging. You're actually looking at you and thinking that way about you, but we make it mean everything about our own identity. It's like, they're just like, I literally have nothing better to talk about in my brain right now. And I feel inadequate because I have nothing to talk about. So therefore I'm going to pull something out of my butt and like hope it sticks. Yeah. And on that same end of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. it's like, I actually just wrote a blog about this, like a blog post about this is, um, not only do we do that to other people, we do it to ourselves. It's like all those self-deprecating jokes. It's like, oh, you're like, people always tell me like, your hair looks great. And it's literally like third day hair. I haven't touched it. It's been up in a pineapple for the last three days. Mm-hmm. And like your first reaction and this, this is women who do this because guys usually do not do this. They'll say, they'll say like, wow, Danny, your lipstick is gorgeous. And you're like this, I, I got this at the dollar store. It was so cheap. And it's like, yeah. 
did I fucking ask you that? I said that you look great. Stop it. (laughs) Or it's like, your hair looks amazing. I haven't washed it in seven days. And it's like, great. I just wanted to let you know your hair looks awesome. It's like, we, we do this in anticipation of anyone else doing it to you. It's like, I'm going to make fun of myself right now at my own expense, just so you can laugh and you can't point out the fact that I haven't washed my hair in seven days, which I have that's besides the point. It's like, I'm going to tell myself like, Oh my God, my hair is so gross. Look at it. Ha ha ha. And it's like, now you can't say it, but then how do you feel about yourself that you just told yourself? Like basically like you're dirty. You haven't watched oh your seven days. <laughs> yes. I remember I, well, I was like the queen of self-deprecating humor because I'm like, Oh, if I bully myself, no one else will bully me. Like that was my idea. Like being the class clown, I was growing up. And then I started to notice that it like really took a toll on like, obviously my mental and physical health. Um, but a couple of years ago I started, I was like, what would it feel like is if I stopped making jokes at my own expense and I made jokes like in a way that just showed myself how much I love myself. And it was like a little experiment. So what I started saying when people were like, Oh my God, I love your outfit. I'd be like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Flattery will get you everywhere with me. Like, thank you so much. Or like, I'd be like, of course you do. Like, thank you. Or I would just be It'd be like, fuck yes. Like, of course you would say that about me. Like, of course you, like, duh. Or yes. I'd start saying jokes instead of saying, um, oh, like, I always used to call my parents and my, like, I had like some sibling shit where like my brother was like football star and I was like the weird drama kid. So he would be like up on a pedestal. <laughs> And so I'd be like, oh, you guys are a bunch of Andrew lovers. And now it's different where I'm like, oh, guys, like, it's okay. You can tell him that I'm the star child. Like, it's fine. Like, you can <laughs> let him know. And so, and it was so funny because just making that switch, it actually, like, reminds me how great I am. And it's, like, not, like, a douchey, cocky way because I'm not like, hey, everyone, look how awesome I am. I'm going to prove to you how awesome I am. Right? I'm yes. not going to, like, bro through it is what my new my new term for resistance is broing through it like you want to grow through it you don't want to bro through it which is bro throughing it through it is like being at the gym and you want to like lift like 300 pounds over your head because you're like trying to impress someone and you're like I can do it right yeah (laughs) that's my new term for broing through the resistance but it's like (laughs) instead of that just flipping it on yourself and like being like hey yeah like what if I actually was really honest about how I felt about myself before anyone told me anything different? Exactly. And yeah, I know. Mind blowing. It's Mind like, blowing. wow, I'm actually not gross or ugly or unsatisfyingly <laughs> pleasing. And it's like, yeah. Oh my goodness. It's that was like, that's one of the main things I try to tell, even so if it's not a client, like my sister, for example, we're just like this. Like we have this seriously weird kind of humor that only me and her kind of understand. It's really dark, <laughs> but she's so self-deprecating sometimes. And I'm just like, I, I need to tell you, it's like, stop doing that. If someone says you look great, just say, thank you. Like if anything else, thank you. And that's it. And it's, I feel like it's so hard for women to just say, yes, thank you. It's like, we're programmed to hate what we look like. We're programmed to be modest about ourselves. It's like, oh, I'm not that great. You are fucking great. Like, just be great. (laughs) Your hair is awesome. Your body's great. Your dress looks amazing. Thank you. (laughs) And like, take up space, take up space. Cause it's so funny because yeah, when I used to be loud or like obnoxious, I'd be like, oh, like, of course I look awesome. Like, thank you so much. Um, and people would be like, oh, that's not super ladylike. And I'd be like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that really mean? That means like, 
go, go like be quiet in the corner. Like that's a silencing thing. And it's the opposite of the Unleash Your Voice podcast because I want you to unleash your voice, not be quiet about it. But um, that's the idea is like, oh, you have to be modest. You have to be quiet. You have to like keep it down. Yeah. Breaking the status quo. Like I have this meme thing that I have on my phone and I love it. It's, it's like this really pretty colorful wall. And it says right in the middle, don't shush me. And it's like, that is just what we need to do for everyone. Like every single woman needs to wear this shirt. This is don't shush me. It's like, we want to, I want to see women feeling good about themselves and saying they look amazing. It's like, we're, we so easily praise others. You look great. Your hair looks awesome. Your eyebrows are cool. Thanks. It's like, yeah, but then we don't do that to ourselves. It's like empty cup. Yeah. Like, you, 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 you have, have nothing to yourself. <laughs> so you're pouring into everyone else. Like, here's some coffee. Here's some coffee. And now, like, you sit down and your coffee cup is, like, empty. And you're like, oh, I have nothing left for myself because I gave it to everyone else. Instead of feeding back into myself or pouring back into me. It's like, that's why self-care and, like, working on your mindset is so important. It's like, we mm-hmm. need to make sure that we feel good about ourselves first. And a person that feels good about themselves is going to in turn, like put out this energy in the world that is positive. It's like, I feel great. So I'm going to go around and I'm going to smile at people and I'm going to chat people up and I'm going to do this and that. And that is a positive effect. Like you smile at someone and you like make their day or you say like, I remember once I went to Walmart and this lady came by in this really nice jacket and I'm like, I love your jacket. And she smiled from ear to ear. Like no one has ever told her in her life that she's gorgeous. And she's like, thank you so much. And like, imagine that change. Like she was so happy after that. Imagine that within yourself. (laughs) It's like, wow, you look beautiful today. And I literally say that to myself. Like I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, I look fucking cute today. Look at my cute little thing. Look at this. Look at that. My hair looks awesome. Mm -hmm. And it, it really does help. I know this is like, all this surfacey kind of stuff, like positive affirmations, but they really do. Like they work and you're already so used to talking shit about yourself and saying negative things that now in turn, it feels weird to say like, you are beautiful. You are worthy. Um, your hair is great. Your skin is awesome. Your eyebrows are on point. I am obsessed with my eyebrows. (laughs) So it's like, we now in turn have to like start praising ourselves and in a world where being okay, like happy or praising how you look is like vain. And it's like, Mm -hmm. she's so conceited. And I'm like, I'm not conceited. I've hated myself for so long that now that I choose to love myself, I am going to do that. I'm going to take that space for myself. Mm -hmm. That's like such a huge thing with women, especially plus size women. They're so afraid to take up space because they're already large. And it's like, if I come over here, like looking beautiful, it's like, 
what's going to happen? It's so scary. What if I'm loud? It's like, now I'm the loud fat girl. And then rain of taking up their own space. I'm like, you were born into the earth, like this earth, you deserve to take up your space. And if your butt is taking up the other plane, like the other seat on the plane, then fuck it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I, like started laughing so hard because I like think of how many things I knock over with my butt. Like I knock over so many things with my butt because I just like don't have spatial awareness around it because it's so big. And then I'm also like the loud one in the coffee shop that also knocks over things for butt. And it's like, who cares? You're like, yeah, take up space, like take the space. And I love the don't shush, shush me thing. Cause if you've ever been shushed, I like, oh my God, that if I could just like take that away from everyone's vocabulary, it would be amazing. Cause even like this idea of like, shh, keep it down. I was shushed at a retreat by a mentor once. And Ooh. I was like, <laughs> like I was like heated. I was so mad, but yeah, it's like, don't shush me. And something else that I was gonna say, oh yeah. And making the affirmations your own, because it doesn't like for me personally too, saying like, oh, you're so worthy and you're so amazing. And you're like all that stuff, like never felt good. But yeah. saying other things like, oh yeah, I'm like a total fox today. Or like, damn girl, like, look at you go. Or like any of those things that just felt so much better. Or like, yo, I'm a solid 10 out of 10. I always say that. I'm like, yo, I'm a solid 10 out of 10. Like, you're welcome. You're welcome for this, right? Like, that's what I always say. And it feels so much more authentic to me because that's what I would say to someone else. Or I'd yeah. be like, oh, they're totally babelicious. And I'd be like, ah, oh, I'm babelicious right now too. It's like, of course. Your own, and then the affirmation actually sticks instead of being like, I am perfect and beautiful and uh. Yeah. I think that's why affirmations have that kind of like, like infamy (laughs) where they're like positive affirmations. And you're like, yeah, like they work. You definitely need to make them your own. But then they also need to realize that these positive affirmations are trying to undo years of you putting negative affirmation. Like Mm -hmm. that's not a word, like a negative affirmation, negativity, negative, like, words that you say about yourself or thoughts it's like you're trying to undo like a decade or so of all this negativity it's not going to be fast you're not just going to be like i am amazing and all of a sudden like snap your fingers the next day you feel amazing it's like mm-hmm. it takes work and people don't realize this is like you literally need to work on your mindset when it comes to how you feel about yourself and it's not this like overnight like like I said, you snap your fingers and it happens. You're literally working every single day, telling yourself these affirmations that feel freaking fake to you at first, because you're like, how could I ever say like, I'm gorgeous or I have great hair when I hate it. And it just, it, it takes so long to rework itself. And I'm very like sciencey when it comes to it. Cause I have my bachelor's degree in psychology and I'm like, I'm literally cognitive behavioral therapy in your ass. Like I'm <laughs> teaching you to stop doing what you're doing <laughs> mm-hmm. and think another way because what you think be ter- like your thoughts become your, like your reality. And it's, mm-hmm. it's literally science. Like don't, don't at me. Like it's science. <laughs> don't at me. Oh my God. I love that. You want to know what I also love is what I'm super like on right now is like, and get excited by is I I was doing my, finishing my book proposal. And so I had to write a bio. If you, if everyone, any, like anyone wants to feel really good about themselves, 
write yourself a book proposal because that's like 30 pages of trying to tell someone how awesome you are. Oh like, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not even trying. Like I'm like, by the end of that, I literally, I went to coffee with my friend today and I was telling her like all about everything. And she's like, well, damn, like you're really like hyped up on this. I'm like, oh, I just, I just literally spent, spent like pretty much my a master's in Danielle. Like I have a master's in like owning who I am right now. And so I wrote a bio about how awesome I am, like pretty much. And like, what gives me the right to write this book? What makes me amazing? And like, why everyone needs to listen to me and why this is going to be a New York Times bestseller. Like that was like the bio. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And so after doing that, I realized how much education experience and how much amazing things that I've done that is a dirty word in the industry online that it's like, no one talk about your actual, like not actual, like no one talk about your education outside the coaching industry. Like that's not okay. Or like, it's like a dirty word. And after writing that bio, I was like, I like hopped in my group and I was like, y'all, everyone got to write a bio. Like everyone go write a bio for yourself and remind yourself of everything leading up to the point where you came into this industry. Because when you kind of discredit everything behind you, you can only see what's around you. And you're yeah. like, well, everyone's the same. Like how, what am I different at? Like how, what's my background? Like, like I don't have anything unique, but it's like, go in there, write a bio and then energetically wear it and watch the difference. Because even for me, I'm like, oh my God, I have eight years of voice work. I worked with one of the best, like a best-selling author through playwriting and like, he was my one-on-one mentor. I was like, oh my God, I did this and I did this and I spoke here and I did this. And I'm like, I'm awesome. Does everyone else know how awesome I am? Because I'm awesome. <laughs> so I love that you're like, hey, I have like a bachelor's in psychology. Like this is cognitive, cognitive behavior is what you just said? Behavioral therapy, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like, not only do you know from like these years and years of like own personal experience and all that stuff, but like you can explain it in a way that not a lot of people, other people can. Yeah, have that behind you. Anyways, I just thought that was really cool. That's what I'm hyped on right now. (laughs) Also, I did not know you were writing a book. I I am taking a um, a Facebook hiatus where I'm like, I'm just doing my thing and Facebook is going to be on the side. So I haven't been in the realm for a couple of days. I did not. I've never seen this that you're writing a book and I can't wait to hear. Oh, it's because I was so quiet about it. I was like, everyone for the past year, I've been like, oh, I'm going to self-publish because no one understands me. I'm going to self-publish because no one gets me. And really it was like, I have a wounded heart because of being the class clown and I'm scared people are going to think I'm dumb. So I'm not going to do it. And like having this idea behind me that, oh, like it's going to be like that drama kid trying to be like with the smart people again. And I was, I just like blew that up a week ago. One of my really close friends, I was having a conversation with her and she was writing a book proposal. And I was like, that's cool that you're doing that. Like I'm probably going to self-publish. And she's like, why? And I was like, because no one gets me and no one understands me. (laughs) And she was like, Danielle, you have the whole thing written because I've been talking about it on and off with like people, but not on the internet because that's scary. So I've been talking about it with like only my friends for the past year. And they're like, you have eight chapters completely done. You have this outline completely done. Like you have so much of it done. Why haven't you like done this? And um, Dana, shout out to Dana, Dana Lisa. She's, she like called me on it and she's like, Danielle, I believe in you. Now it's time for you to believe in you too. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, damn, that hurt, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. It like slapped me on my butt. Seriously. It was like <laughs> getting smacked on my butt with belief. And I was like, oh, damn, I've been sitting on this for a year. So mm-hmm. I just announced it yesterday, like just announced Ooh. it. 
That's yeah. awesome. Yay. That's amazing. I can't wait to hear. Okay. <laughs> so good. Anyway, it's back so to you because we want to talk about positivity. So I think we covered everything that everyone was asking me on the Instagram, but I want to make sure that we talk a little bit about, um, if someone has this idea and this is like the last thing and then we'll kind of wrap up a little bit, but if someone's like, I have this idea of my head of who I want to be, like what I want to dress like, like mm-hmm. this person and this, like the next level version of you, I like hate when people say that, but I say it all the time, but it's like, I hate when people say that because it's like, you mean like the real you, not this next level, like different human being, like the you without filters, the you without this like pressure, the you without these thoughts and whatever, of how you can't be that but this whatever next level version of you. And they look at that and they're like, but that's unattainable because X, Y, Z, what would you tell them? So they're like, I want to dress like that, but that's unattainable because of my body, or I want to dress like that, but that's unattainable because of this. What would you tell them? It goes right back to mindset. <laughs> it's like, that's like the foundation. Your mindset is your foundation. And if you're not open to the experience of looking better, feeling better, it's like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. It's like, I can tell you, I can give you all of my style rules. I can tell you how, like what's going to look great on you, but it's always back to that foundation. How do you feel about yourself? And also like, does, has nobody heard of smart goals? (laughs) Like S M A R T it's like specific, blah, blah, blah. Like all of the, like the, what is it called? I forgot the word, but basically whatever, whatever. That thing. Yeah. The acronyms. Uh, my English is not working today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is whole acronym of like how to set really good goals. And it's like, you have this huge goal. You want to be this, like this inner you, this woman that you know you can be underneath all the bullshit. And it's, uh, that's a huge goal. Like, that's not just like, I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay. Like eat healthier and do exercise or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you want to change yourself, not change yourself, but basically like bring out who you truly are. That takes time. It takes steps. It takes someone holding your freaking hand to do it. Like I said, I can give you all of the steps and I've done this before. Like I literally like spelled out all the steps on how to do something on like your mindset or your style. And I have not had one person say, I did it for myself. I DIY'd it. No one is like, you have it within you, but you need that accountability. It's like, I want to be like, when I see myself as my, uh, like my higher self or my inner self, my inner goddess, she's 10 pounds lighter. She goes to yoga every day. Her hair is nice and straight and, and she dresses like this and she dresses like that. And it's like, that's like the complete opposite of what you are right now. You're going to have to take incremental effing steps to get there. You're not going to like, literally when you go upstairs, like in an apartment, mm-hmm. you don't like go up 10 steps all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all in like one leap. You're literally taking those incremental steps. It's like, great. So you're this woman who's 10 pounds less and her hair is straight and she has nails and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, let's start with one. You want to lose 10 pounds. How are you going to do it? Mm. Okay. You're going to start walking every day. You're going to start adding more greens. It's like, all right, now what's next? It's like all those incremental things where it's kind of like college where all the classes kind of build on each other. And if you don't take one at the beginning, it's like you're fucked because you can't take the other one. (laughs) It's kind of like that. It's like, you really do need to take those incremental steps. Like first is this, then is this, and then it's that. And that's one of the major components of any, like any kind of work I do with anyone is Mm -hmm. creating this like incremental step 
plan that is going to help them be the woman they want to be. It's like, you're not going to wake up one day and you're going to like, I'm 10 pounds less and I'm dressing amazing. Like, no, you have to take, you have to do the work to take those steps and get to where you want to be. So Mm. basically in short steps, take it in incremental steps. Don't try to like run like cold turkey it out of nowhere. (laughs) It's not going to work. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it so much. Okay. Last question that I was, I always ask humans. Um, pretend like you have a microphone to the world. Pretend the whole world is going to listen to this podcast. What's one thing that you want to leave people with today that's on your heart right now? Hmm. You caught me off guard. Let's see. I know. I love (laughs) it. That's one of my favorite things to do is catch people off guard. Awful. You give me stage fright. No. Um, (laughs) Seriously, what I want to leave people with is... Do something amazing every day that makes you feel good, literally. Like there's, we have so many times in our life that we do things that we don't want to do. Some people don't want to work or go to nine to five or don't want anything, you know, like the responsibilities. Mm -hmm. But do something amazing for yourself every single day, something that makes you feel good. That might be something as small as doing your makeup or doing your eyebrows, putting your hair in a different style, putting on a shirt that makes you feel really pretty. Literally just do something amazing for yourself every single day. And you will see a huge change in your self-confidence. That's love it. That was so good. See, I love catching people off guard because then they throw a banger is like that. Oh my God. So good. So where's your favorite place to hang out? If people want to learn more about you, obviously we'll throw everything of yours in the show notes. So people could just like swipe up and yes. follow you on everything. But what's your favorite place to hang out on right now? What's like the go-to place where people can like, like just roll around in your energy, roll around in your content and find out how to work with you further? Usually it's my personal page on Facebook. (laughs) I have a business page and I hardly use it. I have an Instagram (laughs) and I hardly use it just because it's so much easier just to be on Facebook. So I always tell them like, you can friend me. Um, I'm not this unattainable person that's so amazing that you can't talk to me like a human. Mm-hmm. Like just friend request me and you'll see a lot of my content's public anyway. So even if they just followed, they would see everything. It's just wow. Facebook. Facebook is my favorite so far. Other than this, this month that I'm wow. taking the social media cleanse, mm-hmm. but I'm usually, I usually am on Facebook. <laughs> cool. Okay. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you for having me <laughs> and all of our distractions, the bananas and the yelling. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, that was so funny. The bananas are my favorite. Like no one's going to see that, but I'm so happy that I witnessed that. Um, which is just like this small child come up with a bunch of bananas and just hand you them. And you're just like, thank you. (laughs) Yep. That's my kid. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it so much. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to get this out and everyone say bye to Ludi. Bye. I hope you love, love, loved that episode. You want to come hang out with me a little bit more and maybe talk some more leadership love and unfiltered voice, then you can go ahead and find me on social media at Danny Driuso. And I would love for you to come join me in my private Facebook community. This is where the conversation continues, okay? So I'm always in there giving you guys live trainings and information and just making sure that you guys are fully supported in your business life and leadership. Okay. It's a totally free Facebook community and you can find the link below in the show notes to come join me there. 
And I would love, love, love for you guys to leave me a review if you feel so moved to and let me know how you are loving these episodes, okay? And maybe who you want to see on next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unleash Your Voice podcast and go be bright, be bold, and be you.